Alrighty. Oh, okay. All right. Are we? You good over there, Dawn? Yeah. Good. Good. Throwing any more notebooks around? No. <laughs> Not right now. Okay. Thank you. Just trying to intro the show. All here. All right. Welcome back to the Different Spectrums podcast. If you haven't listened to our show before, we have conversations around mental health and we dabble in humor. We also try to help people understand, identify, and normalize their emotions from movies and shows, specifically certain scenes. You've probably already watched these movies and shows, but we're going to use a different perspective and one could say a different spectrum. Loki. There he is. All right. And with that, I am your co-host for the show, Spencer. We are joined today. Shut up. We are joined today with two guests. One is a licensed clinical therapist. She's from the great state of Minnesota, don't you know? Don't oh, yeah. you know? At least she lives there. Whatever. Um, it's Serena, everybody. Serena, welcome back. All right. Welcome back. Moving on. Still hella Moving pregnant. On. Still hella pregnant. Yep. Yes. Yes. That's good. We <laughs> only have people that are having babies on the show. So. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, you're next. No, we do not. You are next. <laughs> and then, yeah. I don't want no 10 pound baby. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Spence been eating his uh, protein and veggies lately. So. Yeah. Yeah. That baby's about to be the Hulk. <laughs> no. Jeez. Okay. All right. Moving on. We also have our mental health practitioner. She's in school to be a therapist, people. She's getting yeah. there. Just started. Maybe still stressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Dominique, everybody. Dominique. Hello. Good evening. It's it's the afternoon, but all right. <laughs> it's all it's evening, same. 3 p.m. Evening. It's, it's the layout, yeah. but it's fine. Um, You're alive. Good, good fucking day, person. Good day. Good sentence. All right, moving <laughs> on. Um, we have our other licensed clinical therapist, our co-host, Demi, and our one of our jokesters, Demi, our co-jokester, you, Demi. Uh, it's Nazir, everybody. Oh, know, hello, baby Grogu. We're just so Grogu. cute. I know. Even got a little coat. All right, I'm done. I'm glad we can always take the time for you just to show off your your plushies. It's, oh, I bought two hundred fifty dollars worth in like a month. Fair enough. Which is that the problem that you spent the money, or the problem that you bought so much? I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. it's hearsay. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be taking a look at a scene from the show Moms. Mama Nazir. Tell us about the scene, the clip. Go for it. So I started watching this show way back when because I got mama issues. That's why I watched it. You don't say. <laughs> it, well, I don't trust women. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's makes why sense. we have. Uh, that's why I have these guests on. Like, we don't. <laughs> we, we get their opinion, but we don't like it. Uh, <laughs> we don't trust it. <laughs> we don't trust it. You know, it's like the Fox News the radio when they start talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. as I was telling Dom and uh, Serena earlier, it's the producer and the writer. Well, producer is Chuck Lorre. So, he's made like Two and a Half Men and a bunch of other hilarious shows on CBS. Pretty much strictly CBS he works at. So, he produced this. I think it had eight seasons. Uh, the main star was at uh, On Affairs. Uh, but she didn't do the last season. Uh, so specifically, it's a bunch of women. All of them are addicts, uh, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, right? And then the mom and the daughter and then her daughter all live in the same house for pretty much the series. This specific episode, season seven, I forgot what episode it is, but season seven. Uh, so it's the second to last season. And they finally get the mom to go to therapy. Uh, this therapy though, she's going in for ADHD because they're like, Hey man, you got ADHD. So she goes in for it. We're going to watch a scene on how someone 
may act going into therapy, maybe suspicious or odd or questioning or, I don't trust you. Mm. And then she tries to therapize the therapist, which is pretty funny. Uh, and then she starts forming a bond and she starts doing good work. She sees the therapist the rest of the season, sees the therapist all of season eight. Uh, season eight is interesting because he ends up getting divorced, the therapist, and like loses everything. And they end up helping him out in his job. It's actually kind of weird and hell of a twist. Uh, so let's get into this clip. I think it'd just be good for people um, to show what resistance would look like, then overall just questioning and then kind of going with it. Yeah. Spence, anything to add? All right, let's get into the scene. Let's check it out. Hope I'm walking into the right fancy house. If not, I'm taking this weird little tree. Hello? Please press button and have a seat. Fun. week <laughs> that's the universe telling me to run Bonnie Plunkett whatever you just said to that guy don't say it to me he was crying when he got here I'm Trevor Wells why don't you come on in not so fast Wendy said this is free you're not gonna get me in there and then sell me a bunch of vitamins it really is free also I don't believe in vitamins and it's not just because I have a reluctant swallow reflex. Did you make that up? No, it's a real thing. We have a very supportive online community. Well, I have no choice but to believe you because I didn't have time to hack your Wi-Fi. Well, you're welcome to try. I'll give you $1,000 if you guess my password. Trevor Headshrink123. That's alarmingly close. So you went to Australia, huh? If you throw this thing, does it really come back? Why don't you give it a try? Oh, no, 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 no. You please sit back down. you're gonna leave it up to me okay if i didn't have add i could have done your job i could have helped people go ahead uh, give me a problem how's your marriage we're not here to talk about that Ooh, i was just guessing but g3 sunk your battleship <laughs> how's that make you feel Bonnie, I have treated a number of adults with ADD. In my experience, there can be a tremendous amount of shame and embarrassment attached to it. Yeah. It's a burden. I mean, I keep asking myself what kind of mother I could have been, what kind of partner I could have been. Is this suede? You know, I was going to test you for ADD, but I think we can skip that. The important thing to remember is that it's not your fault. Say more about that. Well, it's a neurological condition, and there are a variety of ways to treat it. Uh, for instance, there's medication. No can do. I'm sober. I see some sober patients, and there are certain medications that people in recovery okay, can use. This is the exact opposite of what I used to yell at doctors, but do not give me pills. <laughs> if you tell me to take one, I will take 120. Let's move on. There 
requires cognitive behavioral therapy. Sexy name. It's a long-term process of restructuring how you think about things so it changes your behavior. Oh, yeah, you lost me at long process. What do you got that's quick? Biofeedback has been proven effective in a shorter time frame. What's that? We wire your brain to a computer. Nope, I saw the matrix. That's how they get you. <laughs> You believe that people are trying to get you? You're either predator or prey, Trev. Would you mind sitting back down? I didn't even know I was up. <laughs> that is just crazy. What about horses? Any therapy horses? You think if I had horses, I wouldn't lead with that? So no horses. That really should go on your Yelp page. I'm sensing some resistance to treating your ADD. Is that what you're sensing? I have seen some patients that actually become attached to their ADD because they feel like it gives them less responsibility for how their lives have turned out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying I like having this curse? Well, I said it much more eloquently, but yes. <laughs> well, your lousy marriage has obviously got you off your game. Good day, sir. Best thing about this place is this button. Session is over. Or is it? What a nut. I bet you're pretty surprised to see me. Well, you did call for an appointment. I bet that surprised you. Sure. I just thought I'd prove to you that I'm not clinging to my condition. Bonnie, you don't have to prove anything to me. I'm pretty much a stranger. Disappointing. I was hoping this would be a little more adversarial. Give it time. All right, so start doing your thing. How do you know I haven't started already? Touche. Welcome to the game. So to recap, your Bonnie bullet points are abandoned as a little kid, kicked out of 12 foster homes, never my fault. On my own by 16, full-blown addict and criminal by 18, sober at 50, and hopefully by 60, doctor lawyer. You know, it sounds like your ADD actually served you quite well. What are you talking about? Your childhood was a nightmare, and your ability to check out from that might have saved your life. So I should be grateful that I've got ADD? It may have been a very helpful coping mechanism. It allowed your brain to avoid some pretty terrible feelings. Huh. But you're in a safe place. So you can allow those feelings to come up and be healed. Okay. So what are you feeling, Bonnie? I feel pretty pissed off, Trevor. <laughs> you have every right to be. I do? Yes. Your life was heartbreaking. Uh-huh. If I were you, I'd feel pretty enraged at what had happened to me. Yeah. The trauma of your childhood informed every moment of your life since then. Oh, my God! <laughs> I'll see you next week. And we're back. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, Dominique, Ooh. do you have anything to share right off the bat about the clip that we just watched? Um. Yeah. The first thing I thought and about is the back. reluctant swallow. Oh, wow. I'm like a teapot. I need to be taken off the stove. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's the Continue. big gas teapot. <laughs> Jesus. He's boiling. He's hot, hot. There he is. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm done. Um, the first thing I thought of was the reluctant swallow reflex. Because I'm also just like trash at swallowing pills. I'm a <gasps> child. I have to use applesauce. You know, it's not good. 
but it works. I do what I gotta do. Um, <laughs> I do what I gotta do. I gotta do. Yeah, only intravenous <laughs> drugs. <laughs> She's like, I only smoke my drugs. Exactly. Talking, talking like you're in war, so they like, I do what I gotta do. You're do what I gotta do. You're sipping apple sauce <laughs> with some. Like, she's like, I'm trying to be cryptic, anyways. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I was thinking of was how uncomfortable and awkward she was for the very first therapy session. Maybe think of my first therapy session. I, I feel like I kind of like blacked it out, but I just remember being very nervous. And whenever I'm really nervous about something, I just go on autopilot and I just don't remember what happens afterwards. Well, um, so I definitely remember being very nervous going into it, and it was because it was through BetterHelp, and I had never used the site before, yeah. and I just didn't really know what to expect, and I knew that. For other people in my life, it takes them a few times to find a therapist that fits for them. So I was kind of anticipating that, like, oh, I'm not going to like this one. Probably I'm going to have to start my story over however many times. I got lucky. Been with yep. the same one for, like, be three years this year. So I got lucky. But I just remember just being super uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't know where to begin. Like, what do you want? Like you asked me questions. Like I could start anywhere. I have a lot of information, so I just don't know where you want me to begin. And then um, it took me a few sessions before I could feel really comfortable and then just mm -hmm. divulge my entire life. Facts. Do you remember what the first question was? Were they like, tell me your name, <sighs> Jennifer. What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing like a little questionnaire thing beforehand and then um i think she was just like what made you decide to start therapy or like sense. what what like brought you here now versus earlier and i was like my cousin told me i should find a therapist so here i am yeah. so but other than that i can't remember it's been a couple years now and like i said yeah. i was really nervous and i was just autopilot so were you nervous for Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Ask. I was just going to ask, were you nervous for the, the next therapist too? I would assume, right? Or maybe a little less nervous for the first session. Um, I think it took like two or three sessions for me to feel comfortable, but I definitely wasn't as nervous as the very first one. Okay. So the very first one, I was just like, <sighs> but after that, it took a couple, I think by like the third or fourth, I was like, all right, Rebecca, let's roll. I have some news for you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had the tea. She made me feel very comfortable and just like validated, heard, understood the works. She's good. Good. That's one of my favorite things when clients get comfortable enough with us that they start coming in. Like they close the door and they're girl, guess what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, do tell. Like that's my favorite when they 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 move from that scared, like I'm sweating, what do I say? What do you want from me? Are you judging me? To yep. oh, I can't wait to tell my therapist about this. And oh, yeah. The best. Hilarious. I guess I can talk a little. My first counseling experience was really similar. I had definitely more of the uh, resistance, but actually I was mandated because I was a bit of a naughty kid. Um, but I remember just being like, this is so stupid. I don't want to be here. And I just had kind of anticipated uh, the conversation or even what I would get back from the therapist would be like, what I had gotten from everyone else in my life. And it was, it was honestly just a game. She didn't do that much, but just letting me have space to talk and not being trying to correct me. Cause I was younger. I was, I think 17 at the time and not trying to be like, well, that's, you shouldn't be doing that. Did you know that that's bad? Don't do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's just listening to me and accepting me. And it broke my walls down immediately. So that was cool. You're so traumatized. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, are we all just a little bit? <laughs> Lifelong <laughs> work. Yeah. Like, why are you listening to me? And then I go in automatically, I don't trust you, bitch. Oh. 
<laughs> but I can really relate to that. And it, it's, it's honestly helped me. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, why would you trust me? You know what? Like, these are kind of some strengths of like, you should be a little hesitant to some extent, at least cautious, mm -hmm. open, but cautious. So sometimes I think even from my experiences, my resistant clients, especially the really angry ones, they're some of my favorite clients because uh, it's so rewarding if you can punch through that angry shell. And most of the time it comes from a space of just being hurt over and over and over. So they've just built this big wall. So I've, I've always had a lot of fun. I kind of have this special sweet spot for my like really angry clients. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm going to break that down. <laughs> Let me love you, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Do you, uh, what about any of that awkward stuff? Do you ever have those sessions where you both just kind of sit there and stare at them? And like, they're not saying much, you're not saying much. And you, like, you just try to give them space. Because I got a couple stories working with a ton of neurodivergent folks. This happens a lot. But Serena, I want you got any stories where it's awkward as shit and you're both just kind of sitting there picking boogers? <laughs> I have. Well, <laughs> yes. I've had some like with resistant ones. I remember there was one time I was trying to get her to label basically any emotion besides anger. And I was like, what do you think this was? I was trying to put what were you, you know, what was the body sensations? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. And she like was like this. And I was like, Okay. All right. We're, I'm not going to press on this anymore. I'm getting the signs that this is annoying. And so there was a moment where we kind of just, it, it was a moment of me more being like, how do I, how do I kind of change into something different? Yeah. Like, um, anyway, the weather. I've had a couple that weren't so much resistant clients, but where I'm like, what do you want to work on? And they're like, nothing really. They're like, just wanted to come in. And I'm like, okay. So we'll like, I'll ask all these general questions. And then I'll be like, okay, so. And they're like, I don't know. And so, so there's been times where we'll just sit and I'm like, uh, do you want to end early? Like anything? <laughs> so I've had those. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes I just kind of address it. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure what more to cover if you've got anything. If not, Thanks. but yeah. I'd happens. be curious to hear what yours are. Well, I'm going to vibe off of that. I'll have clients where I've been working with, with them for a while and they'll come in. I'm, so uh, what's up? How are we doing today? I'm good. Real good. Okay, good. Anything to talk about? Nope. Everything's pretty good. Um, so why fuck you ain't just canceled so I can go to lunch? Or, uh, how was class? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the relationships are good. Yep. Yeah, parents good. Yep. Okay. Oh, I remember this thing that happened. It, that's how it goes every time. Because they'll go in there kind of blank. It's like when I go to the doctor and I leave, I'm like, damn, I ain't asked about shit. I got like five yeah. moles you're supposed to check out. And he ain't look at one. Yeah, you have like a big mound of skin just like up here, <laughs> like <laughs> a little talking tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I should have talked about that. Damn. Yeah, yeah you should have. <laughs> yeah. Speed dials him with his little hand. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so uh, uh, happens all the time. I'd be like, all right. So there was a lot to talk about today. And they'd be like, I guess so. I like to end my sessions at the end with, like, a quick synopsis, like a bullet point, literally bullet point. You know, you can remember this, right? Yeah. Say back what I just said. Uh, okay, let's go over it again. And so we'll go over it one more time in bullet points. If I know that they've got ADHD, then we'll write it down on my whiteboard. And then they'll take a photo of it. And then they got it on their phone. Because they're going to lose Maybe. the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's losing the paper. Uh, so those are, those are the fun stories when they don't really have much to say. The awkwardness, uh, sometimes when they, so a lot of my neurodivergent folks, I ask a question and you got, you got, you got the folks that will sit there and think and ponder. And then they have to think about what words they want to say or what story they want to say. And so I make this questions very, very, very specific because if it's too general, now they have to go through all that data and it's just too much. So if I say, how's your day? 
They're like, well, I woke up today. I brushed my teeth. I did this and that. I'm like, motherfucker, it's five o'clock. Can we speed through this? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. How was classes? Did you make it to all your classes? Yes. Did you get all your homework done? Yes. So it'll be systematically all the things that we need to cover. Any anxiety in class? No. Any panic attacks in class? No. Did you cry after class because you were overstimulated? No. So we'll go through the checks. Uh, but in saying that, I'll get my clients that will just they'll start doing one of these. I'm like, all right, are they? do they not want to talk? Or are they thinking? And I'll wait them out for a minute. And I'm like, you still thinking? Yeah. All right, I guess I'll just sit here then. And so I get kind of nervous sometimes, and I'll like, Pick up my cell phone real quick. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, still 1230. Uh, like I've been waiting here for about 10 minutes. Uh, those get pretty awkward. Not for them, but for me at times. And then after you get to know that client, now you know it just takes them a while to process. Yeah. So you ask them a question, let them chill. Uh because you don't want to overstimulate someone with more questions until they finish that question. I ask a shit ton of questions. So you don't really have to worry about coming into my office and just not knowing what to say. I'm going to lead you to everything. Unless I see that you're emotionally freaking out. Well, then I'm going to be like, oh, so there's some stuff going on. We'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I have so many awkward conversations with students, so it's. I love the ones like Bonnie. That's her name in here, Bonnie Plunkett. She's very direct, very honest, very blunt. And so I would have a blast with her. Like we would be in there talking cash shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was like the one time I got one for you, you're gonna crack up on that one. First of all, make it they were fidgeting more, right? Because I ate HD, they're fidgeting more. I said, What's wrong? Oh my stomach hurt. Oh, why is my stomach hurt? Why? It's the poop. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're just gonna be that honest, okay? <laughs> See, I get, I get to, I can feel it moving in in there, moving around. I said, yeah, we might need to talk to a doctor about this one, because mm. this, you should be able to feel it moving around in there. Oh. <laughs> and because you know I'm a visual person, so I was damn near about to Yikes. throw up the whole time because I was just. Pitching some stuff, moving in some stuff. It was like making sausages or something. It was horrible. Ew. <laughs> so I'm done. Uh, oh my god! The honesty that comes out with my clients and the neurodivergent folks is awesome. Uh, sometimes, as a therapist, if you're cool with saying something or question, they're going to be cool with it. Because if you bring up something about Maybe their cycle, if you bring up something about their, you know, their sex life, if you bring up something about their parents, as long as you're cool with it and like you're not like hesitating stuff, they're cool with it. They're like, oh shit, he doesn't care. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes they get me and the student looked at me and I just did my best not to puke. <laughs> I'm like, this is a normal conversation. Have you tried Metamucil? Uh. <laughs> Metamucil. Jesus. Oh my okay. gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm spent. Very nice. Uh, what's up, Spence? This is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got the ADHD conversations. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to add off of kind of the initial awkwardness sometimes of the first coming to counseling. I've now built into my like intake speech or that first initial speech that we have with them. I've now started being like, because they come into like my counseling office and now I just lay out like, here are the rules of my office or like the general rules of like, I'm like, if you want to take your shoes off, you can take your shoes off. If you want to put them on the, your feet on the furniture, you can like, and I just now I've that. kind of intentionally tried to lay out of like, I want you to be comfortable. So if there's something in this space I can do to make you more comfortable, I'm like, let's say you come in with a headache and my blinds are up. You want me to pull them down? Like you can just tell me, Hey, can you pull those down? Or, you know, your diffuser, like it's way too smelly in here. Please turn that off. So now I've started to try to do that just so they can have that initial like, 
okay, like, there's some freedom in this. This isn't like your standard office. It's not rules. I don't have to, because a lot of times they'll come in and they'll like be sitting like this. I'm like, chill, like relax, just sit down be comfortable. Take your jacket off. <laughs> I am chill. Why do you question <laughs> my chillness? Ah. <laughs> it's very much like that, honestly. I know. <laughs> I'd be like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You're not breathing. I'm breathing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Be intense. I'm like, you literally sat like this the entire time. That's my normal posture. Let's talk about how you have autism. Er. (laughs) Uh, Have you picked up anything, Dom, on how to get him more comfortable, more relaxed? Have you figured out anything yet working at the new place? Yeah. um, I think it's definitely an age thing. So I... Depending on, you can usually get in with the adults pretty fine. Um, sometimes the teenagers can be a little more tough. So I try to find something that's like in their room to like point out and relate to um, and just show that I'm just like also a regular person. Like it doesn't always have to be so serious. But since I'm a mental health practitioner, over time they learn that we are always giving them the bad news. And by proxy, they're a little afraid. Oh. Um but usually I'm able to just like let them know, like when we meet, when we have our like little session, like you can control the direction of it. So if you just want to talk at me and don't want to hear me say a word, that's fine. I don't have to say anything. You can just vent your stuff, do whatever. And I usually, depending on their emotional state, I kind of ask them what they want out of the session. So it's like, do you want to problem solve? Do you just want to vent? Do you want my advice on how we can fix this like how do you want this to go how can i best support you right now usually i can figure it out but sometimes if they're too emotionally unstable i'm like okay okay how do you how do you think we can fix this and sometimes it kind of lets them brainstorm on their own for a second and kind of get out of that super high emotional state sometimes not all the time but you know i give it a go so yeah i'm figuring it out um, I think when I worked at the other company, when I was a, a mental health practitioner and I was going to people's homes, those were all adults. So that was a lot easier. Everybody was pretty open to doing sessions and talking with me. There's only one who our sessions was like pulling teeth. Um, Cause it was, I, now that I think about it, he, he might, he might've been, a little bit neurodivergent now that I'm thinking now that we're talking I'm like that kind of that kind of tracks that might be it um because like it was yeah part of the program I was in it's like I shouldn't be doing more work than the clients Mm -hmm. because like technically there are they are adults Mm -hmm. and so that's what it was for this one like I was just doing so much work like asking a million questions like okay like should do you want to like work on this this or this and he's just like I don't know. Or no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, so we can just end the session. I'm going to go to the next one. Maybe think of some things that you want to work on next week, you know, make a little list, think about it, please. And then I'll come back. Same thing. And I was like, cool. You didn't think about it. Love it. So yeah, I think that was the only one where I was just like, it was very uncomfortable. I would just sit there for a little bit type some stuff and be like, Hey, like, how about this, this, or this? No, no, no. Cool. Hey, how about no? Cool. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So he was a, he was a toughie. Guaranteed neurodiversion just from what you're saying. Uh, Yeah. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, he so was. And I can't remember all of his diagnoses. I'm trying to remember. I think he, part of it was that he was, on the spectrum, but I can't remember the exact term they used. I can't remember. It's been so long. Anytime you, no, let me rephrase that. Working with neurodivergent clients is not always the easiest. And it's a higher cognitive load. It's not like when you go in there with someone uh, that's neurotypical and they just start telling you what's going on. And then like they start like self-reporting things and disclosing and then like figuring it out on their own. Sometimes there's a lot of questions, a lot of specifics. A lot of leading feeling to emotion to thought. It's just a lot of exploration. It's there's more. It my brain hurts at the end of the day. 
mm-hmm. after a couple clients, it just like kind of hurts. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels like like someone was scraping a wool blanket over the top of my brain. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like after those sessions. That makes sense. Just or like the green side of the sponge in the sink. Ooh. Yeah. That's why I don't have any hair. Too many sponges. <laughs> uh I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say now. It was gonna be about ooh, uh, I like what Serena said. I might try and do that. Uh about uh stating some stuff about the office. Sometimes I'll I'll say that my specialty is autism, ADHD, students of color. And then I'm like, I got ADHD too, ADHD too. That's why you see all the toys in here. So you know, you know, it's for you. You know, mostly shit's for me though. <laughs> don't t- don't touch my shit <laughs> unless you want to. And then ask, and then I tell you not to. <laughs> Completely joking. Um, I will get multiple humans that normally get overstimulated. A lot of my neurodivergent folks will get overstimulated. By other counselors, then they'll come to me and they're like, damn, this is pretty cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, why? I don't know. Well, oh. that helps. <laughs> human, the human the other day, this is the first time I've never cried in therapy. I was like, well, that's oh. good. We talked about a lot of stuff too that they technically should have cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I have this dinosaur that has a bunch of sequins on it, so it's one of those sequin dinosaurs, like those sequin pillows. They were just playing with that the entire time, distracted by oh, it and nice. having a blast. Uh, it helped them segregate some of those toxic emotions so they could talk. Uh, it's why I play with things in the office the entire time, too, especially if I feel like it's going to be a heavy session. Like, as soon as yeah. someone started crying the other day, I'm like, where's my bumblebee? Where's my bumblebee? <laughs> ah, there's my bumblebee. And she watched me, like, grab it. She was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Don't you judge me. You're snot running down your nose. <laughs> Bastard. Um, having those things to help you regulate is quite wonderful. I got a couple other humans that like those poppet thingies in my office. Those little mm-hmm. bubbles. Same. And this human will just... It like It's the fastest I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it's like really loud, but it's fine. Because the ADHD yeah. part of me enjoys it. But yeah, they never really cry in my office either. When they said they were having like panic attacks with everyone else, like this makes no sense. Just the toys regulate you that much? I believe that. So making sure your office is comforting is good. Making sure it's more personable. I got a couple colleagues. I'm like, bro, you got to put something in here, bro. This is this is bad. You like, you ain't got one painting on the wall. He's like, well, I bought this Star Wars Lego thing. I'm like, you got one toy in a 15 by 15 office. That's the biggest thing I've learned from you and has been a game changer. I've had a couple, like I, I, maybe you remember this, but at St. Mary's when I had that one that I just totally overstimulated that an office and I just in the office and I built their emotions and then I went to your office. So I was laughing while you were talking about that. I'm like, I've definitely been one of those therapists that sent them over to your office so they could decompress. Um, Oh damn. It happened? I don't remember that. Yes, because and and I was just totally unaware. I was because I was very emotion centered, so I went heavy into the emotions, and that was mm-hmm. not the move to make. But it ended up it turned out just fine. It's but fine. now I've had a couple like that since, and I'm like, uh-huh, I know, I know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feed into this. We're not gonna go heavy. Like I just had one, honestly, um, a couple weeks ago, and I mean, it was just like instant crying as soon as they come in. I've tried to bring in some more toys and things. But they, they were overwhelmed. And, and I just voiced, I'm like, you know, you can leave at any, not not to directly like, hey, get out of here, leave. But get I, the I, fuck out of here. Don't you cry. <laughs> Don't you cry in here. But I brought it up to them. I'm like, hey, if at any point like this gets to be too much, I just want you to know oh, it's geez. okay if you need to, to leave or if there's something I can do to make you feel more comfortable. And honestly, after I said that, they were like, oh, like I, I'm not forced to stay. I yep. was like, no, like if you're feeling really overwhelmed and we've just got to cut it short, I'm like, we don't have to go into any deep history. I'm like, we can just start with whatever's comfortable. And if you want this to be a 20 minute session, we can just do that. And then they ended up calming down and we went the whole hour. And so, but totally. Because you gave them some outs. 
Yeah. And I've advocated for all my colleagues. I'm like, get some toys, get like things that reflect your personality. And it's so fun. Like, so I'll have a couple of little be like, oh, Pokemon or like Pokemon or like, oh, you've got, do you have dogs? Cause I have painted like a little wiener dog and cat and stuff like that. That that's my little twist in my office. I paint paintings and then that's what I put on my wall, my DIY yep. painting. They're like, did your kids draw that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it's amazing. I love a good stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I should do something like that just for <laughs> do a real good like stick figure and put it on the wall. And be like, yeah, yeah I made that for myself. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would. Dumb. Any ADHD stories when we come go. back from the edit? Thank you. <laughs> from the break. That. Um, there's one that I can think of when I was doing sessions in home. Um, she was a new mom, recently got diagnosed with ADHD, but mm -hmm. she was still breastfeeding. So she couldn't like take her Adderall because it would like yep. go into the baby. So we were trying to like really figure that out. So I was working very hands-on with her and we were doing, um, like creating small goals, like small, like achievable yep. goals which within like five to 10 minutes. And then that'll eventually lead to bigger goals. And I was just like really directing her. I'm like, okay, like, do you want to get this done first, this done first, which one do you think will take longer? Which one do you think will take shorter? Which one are you like in the mood to do now and do later? Because she really wanted to get like, um, her house situated because newborn mom stuff, house is kind of a mess. Um, and the dynamic she had with her mom was just like super toxic. Her mom was like, terrible um so just really trying to figure that out boost the confidence being like okay like let's work on these like small goals and they'll eventually get to the bigger goals like let's work mm -hmm. on these we got this don't even think too hard about it it's all good and then the other adhd client i had she i don't care i don't know what medication she was on but i remember when i first met with her and she was like while we're in session and if you see me clenching my jaw it's not because of you it's because of my medication and i was like okay Okay. Cool. So she was, she was a big, just clencher. And I was like, cool, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Um, and with her, she was very, um, directable, I guess. So if she would get off track, I'd be like, all right, bring it back. We're on the plane. We're going to keep doing what we were just doing. She would get deterred very easily, but I could also bring her back very easily. And we got a lot done. I helped her with like all of her taxes stuff just like organizing them, getting them ready to roll, figuring out how she wanted to organize them. Um, I helped her with some house stuff too, just because like she had all these things she wanted to do, but she just needed the direction to coaching, get them done and like the coaching to achieve them. So I was just there to kind of be like keeping her on course, but she, she could do it. She just needed someone to keep her on course. So the, between the two, it was very different and interesting. We get that a lot. Students would do much better if they had like that coaching or someone with them to help them with their executive functioning. Uh, yeah, that is a very beneficial thing to have is if someone kind of set this up for you and maybe do it with you a couple times. That way you actually got like the behavior modification. Now you're off and running, doing it on your own and you got confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause with ADHD comes a lot of self-esteem issues, a lot of frustration, a lot of, a lot of nasty stuff. Everything's too hard. And eventually you just don't even fucking try because it's been too hard. So why try just avoid it? Cause you're gonna feel like crap. So we just avoid it, but then everything gets worse. It's a horrible cycle. Lead to a lot of depression. Yep. I think part of that coaching too is having it broken into those small steps. So it feels so, so much more attainable because mm -hmm. you can get to this point where everything feels so overwhelming. So even just having somebody be like, we're gonna start here and then we'll we'll get to those big goals, but one step at a time makes it so digestible and then it's like okay i can i just have to do that one step and that's really attainable and then after they do that then that motivation and that momentum just grows mm -hmm. it's a process trust trust the process yeah sports um, reference sports <laughs> reference yep for me one thing it, it as far as adhd that i actually think about is something that you had taught me naz um 
I don't remember at the time, but you were you were reading like an ADHD book or there was something, but you had talked about a lot of like how much busy brain can impact and then in, in influence mood. And mm-hmm. I've seen that quite a bit, uh, quite a bit, well, with anxiety clients, but also ADHD, but the narrative creation or there, if there's a moment where I'm not doing anything or I have nothing to do, I'll create things oh, in yes. my head. And big time, more often than not, the things that they are creating, creating are these self-destructive or like uh, maybe um, focusing on a situation and then being like, oh no, like this was actually worse. And now I'm kind of creating this bigger story out of it. And now I have all these feelings about it. Um, it's actually something I notice a lot in myself. And I'm not sure if it's just anxiety or a little of ADHD. I've got a bit of both, so who knows? Um, but when I'm off over the summer, if I don't have things going on, I'll start to get a, a little dramatic. <laughs> and I start kind of creating stuff. And then I have to be like, oh, I got to keep myself a little bit. She busy. get a little stabby. She get just a little stabby. <laughs> I get a little dramatic. Can I carry a hatchet with me? <laughs> now, which one you... Well, start some stuff today. <laughs> so that, that's a big focus. And then the other thing um, that I liked in this video is to like normalizing it, but also building it as a strength. There's so many strengths to ADHD or yep. that you can use. And, and sometimes even talking with clients and just normalizing it, you know, it'll, uh, an example, I had a client that was going to be a teacher and she was like, I'm really worried because I had someone talking to me, but I was like focusing on kind of some of the background noise and focusing on the students. Do you think that like, that's really bad? Like, I was like, well, were you still able to kind of engage in that conversation? She's like, well, there are a couple of moments I had to be like, I'm sorry, I missed that. What was it? But for the most part, it was okay. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, if it's not debilitating or like seriously consequencing you, I'm like, that'll serve you really well as a teacher. You have to kind of be focusing on everybody at all times. So I'm like, if anything, that that's kind of served you well. That's a real strength in that moment. So even sometimes just Back. altering the perspective of like, this could actually benefit you a lot. Yep. Because it allows your brain to shift between all those different objects or stimuli at once very quickly. Uh, so it could benefit them when there's a lot of chaos going on, it could help. Yeah. It could also help with distracting from emotions because you'll be in one, but then you get brought to something, other stimuli. And now you don't have to like fall apart so quickly because yeah. you're going to be in a different course uh, within moments. <clears throat> I think uh, Dom said she had a client that was, kind of flighty with that stuff. And then you had to keep bringing them back, bringing them back, bringing them back. So it's pretty common when I'm working with students is they'll get to talking, talking, talking. Uh, and so I have to bring them back. Or I know that a couple of them, I can't ask specific things. I have to check my ADD because if I do that, I'll take us in a five minute tangent. That's got almost nothing to do with nothing. Someone else will just give you like, Oh, that's what happened. Where some of my clients are like, that's what happened. And here's the story. <laughs> and here's all the detail about why I chose pink socks today. I'm like, I literally just said nice socks. Um, <laughs> so that's 15 minutes. We're not getting back about the color pink. That's been a hard skill to learn for Very me hard. because I want to jump on that. Let's go to all these stories too with them, but being like, okay, Veer back. We were talking about this. Let's bring it back to what we were talking about here. And they're like, oh yeah. And, and bringing it back. I get the most distracted when I get hungry because they'll bring up some food. And Spencer knows it's on the pod. They bring up food. Wait a minute. Now, what type of food was it? Was it grilled? Was it barbecue? <laughs> Sauteed? Was it seed? What, what did it smell? Describe the smell. Was it pungent? <laughs> was it fruity? Was it oozing? Yeah, it was oozing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you eat it, did it just sit in your tongue and then you slept for five hours? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, I'll be like, I'll be talking about food somehow. And I'm like, how the fuck did we get here? And the student will be like, I don't know. I'm yeah. Like, oh. That's usually how but, our conversations go. How did we get here? Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, let's no get idea. back to talking about how your boyfriend cheated on you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Could he cook? <laughs> it's a mean uh, steak, I bet. <laughs> you better get back with him. 
completely joking. It's so soon are, for are this. Uh, what your Serena brought up was correct. Uh, as you get someone's brain right in that prefrontal cortex, which is in the top part of the brain, right, the newest part, right here. Well, a lot of folks with ADHD, it's understimulated, and so they'll give the folks uh, Vyvanse, Adderall, Concerta, Focalin, which are stimulants, and that helps create all this neural activity in that prefrontal cortex to get you ready, to get you going, because it's just super bogged down, and thus all the issues start to happen with executive functioning. So that's why folks will start to fidget and do things, right, be more hyperactive because they're trying to engage the prefrontal cortex. When we have folks that are neurodivergent, I like them to fidget or do their stimming or whatever it is. Uh, so I'll tell students to get some fidget toys or anything soft, whatever it is. I don't care. You can do your cell phone and just peel the case on and off. Uh, you can get one of them pop socket things. You can just take a quarter and rub it. There's nothing. Ooh, this was like a five-minute conversation the other day about receipt paper. And I was like, you ever had a good receipt paper in your pocket? <laughs> and, you, and you just get to touching it. And then, and then again, and crinkling crink, crink it, and then it just turns into dust in your pocket. That's the worst. That's the best. Crinkling the receipt the in your pocket. It's the best. It's the. It's one of my favorite things. The mess in the waiting to happen. This is where OCD and ADD converge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the student Ew, says, "What are you talking about? This is nasty." <laughs> and the ankle get all on my fingers. Oh, no, here we go. So the student goes, I wore my best friend's coat the other day. And they said, hey. And she looked. She didn't do that. She's like, hey, I got a receipt in that coat pocket. She's like, oh, you need it? No, just leave it there. I'm, I'm working on crumbling that up. And I was like, yeah. She know what it's about. She know what it's about. All right. Go I was to like, the store and get another one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to finish one before you get to the next one. Okay. Mm. My bad. Yep. That's why I can't take shit back. <laughs> I, just, I just keep buying shit and then taking that back. Oh Let me stop. My God. Let me stop. Not into that. Nope. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, ADHD prefrontal cortex, fidget with some things. If you have some things, or chewing gum. I also like my students to use the breath, not lozenges, cough drops. Because when you do the inhale, it's actually really cold and really minty. And so that'll really get you to relax and it'll start overstimulating things or stimulating things. Uh, green tea is really good for that. Um, you know, when you were at church and your grandma used to slap you upside the head because you were messing around and fidgeting and she gets you one of them candies. Any one of them candies that your grandma got in her purse, they got like the cotton balls and shit on it because it's been in there for about 30 years. Get you one of them, them sucking candies from your grandma. My God. Hey, you know that grandma that physically abused you? <laughs> Get a candy one. from her. She got the good candy. Um, Get that coffee. So, yeah, it was. It was butterscotch. It was the worst shit. Butterscotch yeah, is delicious. Don't don't even say this. See, this is where we differ. Butterscotch is delicious. Well, is I like it that. Where butterscotch, right? It is. I think so. I fuck with Werther's dog. I fuck with it, dude. It's so good. <laughs> it. Ah, dude. It's so good. Like For real, bro. For real, bro. bro. It's good. Peppermint. Get the fuck out of here. Steep. <laughs> um, actually, peppermint tea or mint tea is very calming as well, but it can also be very stimulating because it's the cooling sensation. Just saying. There's a lot of good things that you can do. Um, what Serena was talking about, though, was the mind getting bogged down and bored, and then you're like, I'm going to start some shit. <laughs> so that's when I'm just sitting in the hotel room with Spence and Salim and, like, no one's saying anything. I'm just like, Obama! <laughs> yeah. It's not president anymore. Just saying no. Yeah. It was a while ago. Well, most of the time, it's more profane things. Besides, that's uh, the only what? thing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Crack chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. yeah. Uh, most people will will usually don't have the Tourette's as bad as me. Most of them will just create scenarios in their head, or they might pick a fight uh, subconsciously with their partner, uh, or they'll start 
maybe like teasing the, someone or a friend. That tends to be the most common. Or you'll get stuck on something. And you're like, oh, remember that? Remember that one time I made a fool of myself and I raised my hand and everyone laughed at me because I looked stupid? Because I am stupid. I'm always going to be stupid. Yeah. I have those moments all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff will hit me from college, and I'm just like, why did I do that? Oh. I get deuce chills all the time from like middle school and high school. I'm just like, okay, yep. And I'm nothing. All right, cool. Back down to earth. Here we go. Looking at my Facebook post from like 2007 to 2012. So much, so much. I couldn't even look at it. It was so bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And I'm just like, I don't deserve to exist <laughs> so the adhd can lock you onto that and then lock you on to anxious negative spirals and then lock you on to a a nice night of self-hatred and tears so those are always fun or yeah. it'll just lead you down like the serena path where you just feel like stabbing your husband so yeah here's serena <laughs> <laughs> stab and twist they're stuck in a mountain hotel <laughs> for a whole winter. Oh, Lord. Have you ever seen? I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to. I'm just going to play with you a little. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Can I wear something Hello cute? To... Hello to you, dear. <laughs> um, it's just ADHD. It's not her fault. Yes. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. Not her fault. Um. <laughs> Wasn't his fault in The Shining either. ADHD's <laughs> uh, <laughs> kicking pretty bad right now with all of us. Uh, so some stories for me. I have a lot of students that have comorbid ADHD. Struggle with a lot of executive functioning, specifically the schoolwork and procrastination. Uh, Sometimes it is how can we find those small baby steps like Dominique was talking about. Sometimes it's about figuring out the passion and why they want to do the school. So maybe that can push them forward. Or maybe it's figuring out how to increase their anxiety. That way it increases their willing to focus. Set away until the deadline. Maybe it's trying to prioritize in their life. Video games, relationships, socializing, beer, right? Funko Pop, research, whatever the fuck it is. Anime. Uh, how can we prioritize these things? And find out what is what? And what needs to go where? Don't ever tell someone with ADHD, what you need is a planner. How many times they've heard that? Yeah. You deserve to get stabbed if you tell a client you need a planner. Like, I'm going to retract that statement so I don't get sued. Mm. Well, I apologize for the statement I just said. I'm just going to get out of the way now so it doesn't happen, wow. happen 15 years from now. You just canceled yourself and apologize about anybody <laughs> telling you. Just don't fucking say get a planner, stupid fuckers. Don't tell your, your clients that. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you need a planner? I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody else Muppets but you? Anywhere in the blue shirt too. There you go. Um, I have a lot of empathy with the folks uh, with uh, ADHD. A lot of empathy, a lot of patience. You're gonna have to work through a lot of self-esteem stuff, man, because it's gonna be shit's tough. Most of the time, they're failing all their classes, academic probation, losing financial aid, losing scholarships. It it, it can be a lot. Uh, So have some empathy in there. Start building some small wins. Start trying to help them with stimulation. Think about medication if they actually need it. I think Serena said, if it's not really affecting your daily functioning, let's stay away from meds. Stimulants, there's no point. If you're functioning well, there's no point. You learn on how to have, like navigate life, you're good. If you want to try other things like Wellbutrin, Effexor, or Prestique, then you know that's awesome. Talk to your counselor, talk to your doctor, and they'll provide that for you. It's a SSRI slash SNRI to help you. Uh, with some focus issues. For a lot of my neurodivergent students, that's a good concoction, Prestique or Effexor. Um, I feel like most of my students will try Wellbutrin for ADHD and it never works. And then they'll try Stratera and that won't work either. So, just things that I've noticed. 
Uh, and if you're working with a lot of ADHD or neurodivergent folks, have the toys like Serena uh, talked about. Have some stuff in there to mess around with. It'll help them regulate, and then you can teach them those skills outside the office. So that was my stories. I always have my students that come back. I'm like, did you do that thing I did? I don't remember what you told me. I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't write it down, so I guess we'll just go to the next subject. Dang. <laughs> Neither of you remember. Oh, no. My clients would be like, I did my homework, Nas, and I'm like... What homework? Mm. What was it? Well, you told me to think about this. Oh, shit. You, you, you better have done that shit. You think about it? Good. That's right. Just, just like I told you. Just like I done told you. <laughs> um, it happens all the time. I don't. We, me and Serena have got so many clients. You don't remember what you say to them, and you're just hoping yeah. to God they latch onto something good. You're just hoping to God it was good. There goes that curtain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> student told me. I don't remember uh, shit. I don't remember nothing. Well, one student said, "I was mad at you last time we talked." I said, "What did I say?" <laughs> and they said. You called me, uh, what, what, what did they say? You don't even remember. <laughs> nope. <laughs> sensitive. I think I called, might have called them sensitive or some version of that. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't like that because, well, they weren't being sensitive on this one thing. I'm like, eh, calm down now, you're triggered. <laughs> I don't like the word triggered either. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> so then the... <laughs> awesome. So then the, <laughs> the next week, I googled I googled synonyms for triggers, and then I said like fifty of them in the session. And I know you know last week you were you know I said I don't know engaged, aroused, oh, right. Oh, I used a whole bunch of other shit, some e's and m words in there. I forgot embarked. I don't know embargo. I don't know. Isn't that the best when people are just like, they're like, I'm mad at you because we fought that time. I was like, what did we fight about? What happened? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, Ser Serena can confirm. Or sorry, Dom can confirm that one. I mixed the women up. Wow. <laughs> I wow. see how it is. <laughs> yeah, they're just... kind of different. <laughs> yeah, they Only look different. What do you mean? Yeah. Look a little Weird, identical. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> They both got teeth, so they both look the same. Yeah. <laughs> they both have big ass teeth. <laughs> I do have a big, okay? I don't know why I keep bringing my teeth. Oh, I just. I might have passed out a little bit. We lost him. He's gone. Uh, where'd he go? You know how hard it is? Lift my big ass head up. Jesus. <laughs> just did a full crunch. Okay. Full side, a full oblique. One, and that's it. <laughs> Hit those side abs, you know what I'm saying? Hit those obliques. Got three cramps. <laughs> oh, that, that's it for the week. It is. The muscle. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say on the longest yard? Just give me a can of corn. I just need a can of corn and a diet coke, and I'm can good. Of corn. I just need a can of corn. Can of corn and a diet coke. All right. And a diet coke. Oh God, I love this fucking podcast when we get derailed. ADHD. <laughs> That's it's the sum of a gun. Um, Going off okay. the rails, folks. FYI, uh, if you do have ADHD or you're sus suspect of it, you're sus. You're a little sus. Go to. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, you're being a doctor soon. Oh, now I'm crying. Oh. Uh, go to Dr. Amon's ADD Nas, quiz. <laughs> <laughs> go to Dr. Amon's ADD quiz. It's free. It's wonderful to you to use. Uh, it can help you break down the seven different types, seven different types of ADHD. Uh, whether it's hope, hyper focused, uh, lethargic. If it's angry, if it's more of the bipolar one, is it anxious? Is it attentive or hyperactive? So check that out. It's a free tool. Uh, I will try to link the quiz here uh, in the comments or bio or whatever the hell it is on YouTube. All the same. Yeah, it's just I'll it's link it below. Link the bio. Link yeah, it below. Yeah, we're linking below. Somewhere linking below. below. Uh, it's a wonderful quiz that I use uh, for that. And then there's some good books that he does as well. Uh, it's one of the lead neuroscientists in, in, in the world. 
that works with all brain imaging and scans. And so there's a lot of good information in the book on what meds work, what nu nutrient nutrients and supplements work, diets. I mean, it's all in the books. Uh, it's quite wonderful. Um, so that was my last thing I wanted to talk about was Dr. Amen. This was a pod in ADHD and mom. And so we could have went towards a sadder aspect because there's a lot of trauma that's in the show, but I feel like this was a good scene to use to help people. Yeah. We don't need no trauma today. Okay. Today at least. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, today. Yeah. All right. Wait till our next show. <laughs> <laughs> they will traumatize you real good. First one's free. We'll make up for it. <laughs> uh, Spence man, hey y'all got anything else? Y'all got anything yeah, else? Anything else? <laughs> All right, I think Serena. We well okay, Serena, you <laughs> still doing any Twitch things, or are you just growing the baby inside you? Wait, what? Are you still doing any of the Twitch things, or are you just focused on growing a baby? Oh yeah, definitely just growing a baby. <laughs> Babies. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep. Come on now, watch a television screen for hours and hours. She <laughs> could. Fuck. You good. Good. All right. All right. With that, thanks for watching, everybody. I'd like to say thank you to Serena and Dom. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, remember to hit those buttons down below like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's all. Uh, this has been the Different Spectrums podcast. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's how we're going to end on. Jackass. I was hitting the buttons. <laughs> All the buttons. Oh, I'm supportive. <laughs> <laughs>